Hello, and welcome to Crack Encrypteds and Curios. This is Matt once again, joined by Angel. In this episode, we look to investigate everyone's favorite bedtime companion, sleep demons. But before we pull the sheets over our heads in fear of what is at the end of our bed, our shared bed, we have important business to attend to. And I am, of course, speaking of our year-long journey to just attempt to become better people. We are attempting this by setting goals for one another, as we have previously pointed out. The best way to do that is to stay true to our New Year's resolution was with the help of a friend. And that's what we're doing by God. So let's get down to brass tacks, as you say, Angel. Our three goals for one another before we begin our investigation into sleep demons. Why don't you start with your first? Well, Matthew, as a helpful friend, we want to, as you mentioned, (laughs) improve ourselves. So what better way to improve ourselves than to think more creatively, to be more artful? So your first goal is to, at some point, make up a haiku about sleep demons. Good luck to everybody. I don't even know what a haiku goes and how it goes. Make a sleep demon haiku. Yes. I'm going to be praying to my sleep demons to allow this to happen. So in this show, Angel, I, I often just thrust things upon you this may be a shock to some of our curiosities but i often just make things up on this show is it fact or fiction no one really knows and then sometimes i forget too so oh (laughs) but in the same fashion as the masked magician in the 1990s i will reveal how the magic is done on this show a perennial fan favorite segment angels treaty talk corner or really any angels insert random word talk corner those are just made up and angel has no idea that they're ever even going to happen or that he's going to have a talk corner well no more angel you you need to learn some agency in your life so in this episode i need you to make your own for the first time ever angels talk corner <laughs> great <laughs> doesn't have to be on sleep demons give me whatever you want excellent Making stuff up. What is our brains? Our our brain waves, man. <laughs> You're making up brain waves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Matt, for your second goal, let's just let's just you you brought it up earlier. At some point, I want you to have a conversation with your sleep demon. Ask it why it torments you, and then announce its response. Be sure to thank it in the end. Why do we have to thank it? You gotta thank, thank it, you, ma'am. <laughs> I have to ask my sleep demon or why it haunts me. Yes, you let's must let us know what it says to you, and then I have to thank it. Yes, get this. There are often things that people hide from one another, and often for good reasons be it embarrassment, shyness, or fear of how people will react to it. People people will just hide part of their true selves from others. Angel, today that changes. Today you reveal to the rest of the world the angel I know. Today you reveal that one thing that you have been hesitant to share with almost everyone you have ever met. Your true laugh. 
We laugh a lot on this show, but you have you have never laughed your true laugh. So today, I need you to laugh your real laugh at least once. <laughs> you have unleashed hell upon this world. I'm looking around to see who's going to be awake for this. <laughs> oh my god, speaking of thanking demons, where are our manners? <laughs> Is that a segue from the your yes. previous question? <laughs> For your third and final goal, you must always end the question to me with "please respond," and then you must thank me for the answers I give you. Every time I ask you a question, you say "please respond." <laughs> Please respond. Is that like a prompt for you to go? Yes. So. I ask you a question. I have to say, but you got to sound desperate when you say it too. <laughs> that wasn't part of the original prompt. <laughs> well, that's a little flavor if you want to do that. You know, you don't have to. Please, re- please <laughs> respond, and then thank you before you answer or after. After I answer, trying to teach me manners going into the new year. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> I- As we get older, Angel, it can often be difficult to form new and significant personal attributes or or characteristics. As they say, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And and that's especially true for you, Angel, as you're you're close to getting close to closing in on seven decades on this planet. So what I want you to focus on in an attempt to better yourself is compassion and the ability to comfort others. This is likely going to be a scary episode, so I need you to say in a deep and powerful voice to our curiosities at least twice in this episode, it's okay. Big Daddy is here. (laughs) Okay, got it. (laughs) Well, here we are, Angel. We have our goals. We have identified our entity for the episode that being sleep demons, and we have not slept in over 24 hours in an attempt to become even closer to our own sleep demon. Are you ready? There's a 100% chance that I'm going to say yes to that one. Uh, We're still observing Nat, so I don't have to thank you, so. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I'm not going to remember that at all. This this is going to be a, a different type of episode than we normally would do on an entity. At this point of the of, of this show, I would normally quote some book from the 1800s discussing research into sleep disorders, and it would bring up you know, people who believe in some kind of invisible force or entity is holding them down as they sleep. And it would be this whole long hour investigation into what causes it. Along the way, Angel would liken it to the movie Castaway. We would have a proper giggle about it. And then in the end, we would find out, oh oh no, the whole time it was sleep paralysis and and hallucinations. Now that I have said that, though, I think it would be now hilarious to do exactly that. But not this episode. Instead, I have this book from 1908. But no, (laughs) no. I want us I want us to take a different look at this angel and maybe just discuss different aspects, representations and experiences people have had of sleep demons. 
This may be a tall task this time around, but as it has become customary, what does a sleep demon typically look like? Please respond. Well, Matt, a sleep demon can actually look like anything. In this particular case, we're looking at the hat man. He is a a shadowy figure wearing some kind of fedora-like hat. Acts like a ghost and is always seen, is almost always seen there just standing up. That's actually one variation of a sleep demon that I found. Apparently the Hatman is a more recent phenomenon. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I have. It's made kind of an uproar like last year because then Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers kept saying that he was, he kept seeing the Hatman. (laughs) Yep. It could also, it's also known as the night hag. Presumably it's an old woman. A lot of uh, misconceptions about a succubus and an incubus is that there's some sort of sex demon, but they also are seen as a sleep demon with the same um, behavior of, of, you know, you being paralyzed and they're there holding you down kind of thing. And what they would look like, I assume just a woman or a man, depending on which one it is. <laughs> nothing, nothing fancy about them. No, nothing fancy. God. I mean, ma- uh, media, uh, you know, mainstream media likes to depict succubuses as like some sort of demoness with bat wings and tails and stuff. The whole time, I just picture in Ghostbusters one when <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's character <laughs> has sex with a ghost. <laughs> yes, perfect scene of cinema. Have you ever? had a sleep demon experience please respond (laughs) i would say my my experience is probably atypical i've had many sleep uh, occurrences in the past but for this particular one that i'm thinking of it was basically as described i woke up my eyes opened up and i realized i couldn't move Mm. and Here's the thing. This is what atypical about it. I looked around and there. I didn't see anything. And my, oh. and my thoughts it were. It didn't show itself. And my thoughts were, oh, this is sleep paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, maybe I should just try to go back to sleep. And so I closed my eyes. But then I'm like, well, I can't sleep now. I'm, I feel like I'm wide awake. So I'm like, I guess I should just move. And then. I was able to move, but it felt like I was breaking through some uh, jelly material to come back out out of the uh, the realm of sleep or something. Huh. So, like, you were slowed to do it? Yeah, yeah. Like slow motion almost? Yeah. You are in bullet time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, uh, I re- how old were you, do you think, when that occurred? Well, I was old enough... I was old enough to know about sleep demons at that point. Um, I think it was uh, in my teens. Hmm. Hmm. Might, might be around the same time I had my experience. Because I recall sometime in the early 2000s, I had this experience where I, I was sleeping and jolted awake. My bedroom at the at the time, it had one window in it. And, and from the point of the view where my bed was, the window was sort of recessed back into this little alcove area. It wasn't a uh, wasn't a normal rectangle shaped room. So I wake up and it appears to me that 
On the ceiling is a human-shaped figure just, like, perched like the Predator, hunting Arnold Schwarzenegger, except the figure is very thin, lanky, and, like, the best way to describe it is like a three-dimensional shadow. So I'm staring at this thing, like, what the hell is that? And I can't move. It, it like, slowly starts to crawl its way backwards into the little alcove area uh, to my window, and its head just peeks around around the wall out of view. And after a few moments, I was able to move... But after what I saw, I, you know, like I didn't want to move. I think it was around sometime around 2 a.m. And I just laid there like a like a possum trying to trick the entity into thinking I was dead and not worth its time until the sun came up. <laughs> That's when I finally moved again. I I remember to this day, like it was yesterday, and, and I still like hate the way it made me feel. It was a very uh, scary situation not being able to move when you wake up. It, it gave me a fright. So that's my experience. <laughs> it just it just crawled away on the ceiling out of view. And then I just was up the rest of the day. <laughs> have have you ever had a, a nightmare that was just so unsettling you couldn't sleep after? Please respond. <laughs> I mean, I think I've, I I I've I'm a creature. I was born under Are you the, bane under Are you the guise born in darkness of- and fear. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was I I remember I remember one time when I was a I don't know must have been four I don't know I was definitely younger than school age and I remember watching like some sort of scary movie on TV and I guess I was scared and I remember my dad was watching with me and I asked him are, are you scared and he says no and I'm like why aren't you scared of this? And he told me something like it was something along the lines of because it's a movie, like none of that stuff is real. And 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 then he started telling me, like, in fact, it's funny, like this stuff happening is funny <laughs> because it's so it's it's not. I don't know. I don't know if he was trying to, like, help me mm-hmm. or something, but that stuck with me. And I've never been afraid of like scary movies ever since. And I enjoy mm-hmm. and like I I watch them and I enjoy them. So I used to have a lot of weird dreams as a kid. And if I were to tell you them, maybe you'd be like, "That sounds like a nightmare." But I'm like, "Yeah, but it didn't bother me." <laughs> like one the one the one dream I remember was my earliest uh, dream was um I was like in some weird it's like some weird mythical place. Like it was like the area that I was in, but it didn't it it was like something was off about it. And I was like with some kids that were supposed to be my friends, but I don't remember them. Like I they I've never actually knew these people. And at some point we were at some old lady's house and she's like telling us a story about something. And there's like a sound of dripping water somewhere and there's like steps leading in her in her room uh, in, in the hallway or something that leads down to somewhere and we ended up going there. And it's just going down to some weird crypt area. <laughs> and then suddenly, like, one of the guys I'm with, he's, like, captured. And he's, like, being pulled apart. Like, his arms and legs are just being, like... Like, like a, Hellraiser style. Like on a, like on a rack. <laughs> and then I find out it's Freddy Krueger doing all these things. And he's telling me he's coming for me now. And then I woke mm-hmm. up and I was like, cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's funny you mentioned Freddy because I specifically remember an article that I read about this girl who she, in order to not be scared by movies, 
she would actually then emphasize with the the villain of the of the of the story. So like if she was watching Nightmare on Elm Street, she would see Freddy Krueger as the hero of the story. <laughs> oh, so he God. wasn't doing scary things. He was the one like saving the day. Like I don't know if that's actually a worse way <laughs> to try to understand the story, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, movies do a good job of depicting who the bad guy is. So it's for me it's like how do you how do you reconcile that with like hey here's Freddy killing people but he's actually the he's, good guy it's the good guy I'm <laughs> like what hey hey those parents burned him alive man <laughs> they deserve he's in the right to get his vengeance yeah. <laughs> they, they had it coming by any means necessary by killing their children <laughs> in their dreams yep totally reasonable <laughs> so dreams in general are a very fascinating thing to me I've I've always been interested in them. One of my, oh, by the way, thank you for your answer. One of my earliest memories of dreaming is one I've had that has been a recurring dream. But how how often or do you ever have recurring dreams? Please respond. Well, well, Matt, um, I, it's weird. I don't think I've ever had a recurring dream, but I think what? I, yeah, I think I've had a dream in which I believed I had a recurring dream in it. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it, I had a dream that made me believe that dream was the recurring dream. So when I woke up, I'm like, have I had this dream before? And I had to think about it for a long time to realize, no, this is the first time I've ever dreamed this. Why did I believe it was a recurring dream? <laughs> dream inception. Oh, let me tell you about dream inception. I've had one of those too. Those are, those are weird. <laughs> Thank you. My my earliest uh, dream I recall, I had I had to have been between the ages of five and seven. I distinctly remember dreaming of this black void, like I was in a cave with no sunlight. After a moment, this odd like spectrum of colors appeared, and they were in geometrical, uh, geometrically symmetrical shapes and sizes, and they morphed into like different shapes that like some sort of fractal kaleidoscope from hell. And I don't think at that point I even knew what a kaleidoscope was, so I don't know, just my brain making stuff up. All these shapes just existed and moved, but then something happened and the shapes became angry. However you interpret shapes being angry, they shifted colors and they fluctuated about, and it was it was then that I woke up and sat up like a, a mummy being disturbed from a thousand years rest and just proceeded to projectile vomit across my bed. So, Angel... This dream reoccurred years later. The same shapes, the colors, the fractals, and whatever I did to the shapes, I, which I guess was just existing next to them, they became angry again, and guess what? I jolted awake and proceeded to once again projectile vomit like I was in The Exorcist. I recurring dream vomited, and I hated it. I even, I even recall the second time when this happened, being aware of the first dream and i was like oh "Oh, no i'm gonna puke again aren't i so the second time was nearly like a lucid recurring dream vomit (laughs) pennywise showed up (laughs) he should have auditioned for that role your 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 laugh made me feel bad about my story. 
Uh, <laughs> no wonder you hide it. It just makes people feel bad. <laughs> it's, it's my only superpower. <laughs> Making people feel bad. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, side story, though, about The Exorcist. One of the best lines ever in a movie for an edited version on being on TV when they have to get rid of the curse words and stuff. <laughs> There's one part where the the uh, the demon that's uh, possessing her just like says to her, like, your mom sells socks in hell. <laughs> I can leave it up to you what the true lo- a line is of <laughs> your mom sells socks in hell. <laughs> Hmm, sells socks, I wonder. <laughs> I I often uh, I also have a recurring dream about a zombie apocalypse, which I enjoy because it's really action-packed and it's a lot of fun. But I'm also like, in the dream, I remember like, oh yeah, I've had this dream before. <laughs> so I, I don't know how that works, but it, it just does. I've had, there was this other dream I used to have when I was a kid in which it was not a zombie apocalypse, but a robot apocalypse. And oh, must have watched Terminator. Maybe, but there was like <laughs> human-sized robots like breaking into people's houses, and then there's giant robots, humanoids, destroying cities like, like Gundams coming down. Yeah, like Gundams. And um, Bo Bridges was there to save the day before I even oh. knew who Bo Bridges was. Bo Bridges, <laughs> yes, a singer. That's Jeff Bridges' brother. Oh, has he ever been in a movie? Um, maybe I don't know. <laughs> you just dreamt of Jeff Bridges' brother before you knew he had one. Um, maybe I might have seen him on TV or something, and then it just stuck to me. I didn't know who it was until years later when I saw him on TV. I'm like, hey, that guy looks like the dude in my dream that I had back when I was a kid. <laughs> the dude, the other dude, it's the dude's brother. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, as far as these dreams, though, I also have an issue with night terrors. I don't know if you've ever had that. But it's in which something so horrible in my dream occurs, and I scream or attempt to scream but can't. But outside of the dream, I'm actually yelling. Have Have you ever, do you know, had that occur? Please respond. First off, it's okay. Big Daddy's here. <laughs> I just need to play that over and over before I go to bed and I'll be fine. I've had not night terrors, um, but I've had things uh, happen in my sleep where <laughs> it happens in, in real life. And the ones that I remember would be like, I'm doing something with my mouth and then I'm like spitting. <laughs> and then <laughs> you're some- spitting in your bed. Well, for, I'm like spitting for some reason in the dream, and it all makes sense. And then the last time I do a spit, in my dream, I'm like, that one felt real. <laughs> and then I wake up, and I'm like spitting on myself. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> um, lately, apparently, I, I I laugh in my sleep a lot. <laughs> Your true laugh. <laughs> my true laugh. I, I make a... Uh, uh, last I was told, I made a weird like screaming sound, like a... <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on in my sleep, but <laughs> it's the damnedest thing. <laughs> Oftentimes, mine, my night terrors will be like about some sort of alien encounter, and I I have no idea why. 
But finally, when the like the aliens get to me, I yell, and it, it scares my wife, and <laughs> always wakes her up, and then she has to shake me. Like, damn aliens coming to get me, Angel. <laughs> Interestingly enough, though, some research suggests that alien abduction stories can be attributed to sleep paralysis. So maybe aliens are just sleep demons, Angel. Please respond. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <clears throat> Actually, it's New York Tony's Talk to Angel Angel Talk Corner. Here we are sitting in the studio today. New York Tony sitting down with Angel, asking him questions, where he gets to answer the questions that I give to him about whatever he wants to talk about. In this case, sleep demons and aliens. So, Angel, tell me, are sleep demons... Aliens, or are aliens sleep demons? Well, I'm glad you asked, New York Tony. By the way, did you ever resolve that uh, that feud you were having with uh, <laughs> Brooklyn? Brooklyn Tony? <laughs> no, of course not. Come on. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, so, well, I mean, sleep, sleep demons, aliens. Come on. Uh, yeah, uh, alien abduction stories. You know. Uh, well, sorry, just sorry to cut you off, but that's all the time we have today for this. <laughs> He Kanye'd him. <laughs> he just Kanye'd you. Tony's talk to Angel, Angel Talk Corner. Back to you, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It is estimated that at least 40% of people will experience sleep paralysis at some point, which in turn will allow them to have the possibility of a sleep demon manifestation. Things that can contribute to having a sleep demon encounter are not getting enough sleep, having caffeine or alcohol before bed, not being relaxed before bedtime, being in an environment not suited for comfortable sleep, or even just a cultural priming of sleep demons. So basically, if your culture has a history of belief in sleep demons, specifically like rooted in fear of them, it's almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that you will have a sleep demon encounter. With that said, I recall a very specific time when I went to bed in a very anxious manner, Angel. It didn't assist in any sleep demon, sleep demons coming for a visit, but it, it, it still was not fun. We've mentioned the cause of it on this show before in passing, but what I am referencing is the night of October 11th, 1996. I was 10 years old on that October night, and I was watching X-Files with my parents. My young form is is presented with three men driving in an old-timey car listening to Wonderful, Wonderful by Johnny Mathis. And then they proceeded to gruesomely murder a family in their bedroom. And then they drive away like they were doing something as mundane as going to the grocery store. I'm, of course, talking about the episode Home in which Mulder and Scully investigate the Peacock family. That night, I went to bed anxious how'd that episode treat you uh please respond <laughs> so as i mentioned i love this kind of stuff when this <laughs> when this episode aired i was you thrilled. were you were just you were vibing <laughs> i was like this is amazing this is what x files needs to be all the time side note though let me I'll, I'll tell you one thing there's an episode of the x files like i think it's the, around the first season it's like a Na about a space NASA episode. It has got to be the worst 
episode of the X-Files ever. So boring, so slow. This astronaut has an issue with, like, the face on Mars thing. And it, like, haunts him or something. What? I don't remember yeah, that at all. It's it's so bad. It's such a bad episode. But let me tell you, I had nightmares about that stupid <laughs> face. When oh, I was no, a kid. The face, the Mahler's face. The <laughs> face itself. And when I got older and I watched that episode, I'm like, why was this bothering me? This doesn't, it's not even scary. It's so stupid. I'm sure that that episode of uh, when, when Jonathan Frakes would just do random things on on fox for like <laughs> mysteries of the universe type stuff about the face on mars i'm sure that was that was uh appointment viewing for you as a child i, I mean the, the the face of mars never bothered me it was just that particular thing that, oh. on the x-files and i'm like <laughs> why it's so dumb it was it was ridiculous I, I, had, I, I would have like little random episodes that would happen like that where something would just freak me out and then the next week i'm like over it <laughs> okay <laughs> you say to yourself it's okay big daddy's here exactly <laughs> that's all you gotta say to yourself i mean i yeah <laughs> so i i thought it would thank you i thought it would be fun to look at some different sleep demon encounters and see if maybe we can find my lanky shadow predator in someone else's bedroom <laughs> that could be bad but this also gets me thinking what else could be out there that people have seen i ask you angel what are the top five frightening things you could see as a sleep demon at the end of your bed oh well let's please see. respond <laughs> yes uh here if number five here, this is a bit of a throwback thursday for you <laughs> tbt hashtag <laughs> Uh, a doppelganger. Your doppelganger. Oh, yeah. See yourself at the end of the bed? <clears throat> yep. <sighs> that makes me think, though. Could a... Are doppelgangers just sleep demons? That you see when you're awake? <laughs> I mean, like that story we, we about the lady in the, walking in the garden with her husband, and she sees mm -hmm. her husband... I mean, that, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the only thing is that nobody's paralyzed and they can't. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah, I guess we're, yeah, they weren't. Uh, yeah. And, and what well, we were thinking, that's a huge part of it. That's all of it. <laughs> paralysis. Yeah, it's just a little bit, a little issue Oops. with the paralysis. And... <laughs> Oops, dot wave. <laughs> Number four, a man eating plant named Audrey 2. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so dumb <laughs> believe me it gets better <laughs> by better i mean worse <laughs> number three i'll, I'll, I'll repeat this because it has to it has to flow the the <laughs> top third frightening thing that you could see as a sleep demon at the end of your bed <laughs> is pure and total freedom <laughs> what Exactly. Just pure. Hey, I I, I don't write these freedom? things, you know. <laughs> what? What's the manifestation of pure feet freedom? It's, it's, you know, it's it's like a um, a horse. <laughs> a horse. Um, if that's what you wanted to be sure. Number two, the number two thing is a squonk. <laughs> then it cries and then it goes it, away. Yeah. I mean, it's really... just like 
Okay, that resolved itself. <laughs> I mean, I feel like once you look at it, it starts to cry, and then that's that. <laughs> your your silly paralysis is gone. But you have a, a puddle, and it's an inconvenience. Yeah, it's pretty pretty frightening. Because then you're like, oh no, was this all a dream? And I wet the bed. Ooh. <laughs> If you like, if you like pure total freedom, you're gonna love this one. And the number one, <laughs> the number one thing, the frightening thing that you, that could be seen as a sleep demon at the end of your bed is your happiness. Your <laughs> happiness. <laughs> I know that that one frightened me. So it's okay. Big Daddy is here. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't even get it. <laughs> But thank you. <laughs> I, I had a joke in there, but I decided not to say it, which is which was something along the lines of most of these don't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was a joke. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't, I didn't say it. <laughs> the, the castaway stuff was I want to go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please respond. Thank you. Now, as we explore these experiences, let's see if if anything anything worse than than those five things shows its ugly face. I mean, night horse at the end of the bed. <clears throat> night horse. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, somebody died in your room. He's investigating. He's Maybe you murdered them. Shelves. <laughs> So these stories that I have accumulated, they come from both ThoughtCatalog.com and Angel's uh, favorite website, BuzzFeed. So here is the first one. I've never had any visual encounters, but when it happened the first time, I was laying on my left side and started to feel that pressure on my chest. When I realized I was paralyzed, I started panicking. Something whispered in my ear, just coming in to say goodnight. That's when I felt like something was pushing me towards the edge of my bed. So right off the bat here, Angel, we have a non-visible sleep demon just going against the grain. These these sneaky snakes, they don't even need to show themselves sometimes. Is it scarier, in your opinion, to just have a disembodied whisper in your ear or to see an unidentified humanoid in your room as you wake up? Which which is worse? I, I think it depends. Please respond. I... I think it depends on the kind of person you are. For example, I have not seen a sleep demon in my sleep paralysis story, but I have heard things. I feel like that experience is scary, especially because I had a similar situation as a story where I'm sleeping, my head is turned. I guess as I'm falling asleep, suddenly I hear like, like right up to your ear, like the sound of somebody like crumpling paper. <laughs> oh, wow. And mm-hmm. I open my eyes. I'm like, what the? what was that you know and there have and i've had other experiences like where i'm falling asleep and then i'll hear somebody it's always it's always like right by your ear and this time they they say my name it's like angel like that and i'll open my eyes and i'm like Mm -hmm. who was that (laughs) Uh so yeah i think those are a little bit creepier at least for me personally than seeing Mm -hmm. something yeah thank you Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So we know 
this person never saw the sleep demon, but what is the like the, the first image that comes to your mind when you hear that quote, just coming in to say goodnight? What, what entity do you see saying that in your imagination? Honestly, the first thing that popped up was like a woman in a red dress and high heels. <laughs> Why? Well, just did? Well, like just the lower half. Like Jessica Rabbit? Like, but... But like like the like the cartoons like the Muppet Babies where you just see the legs you don't see <laughs> the, the socks yeah <laughs> you just make a perverted version of the mom from Muppet Babies <laughs> I don't know I always pictured her to be old <laughs> I didn't interesting <laughs> let's take a poll of listeners <laughs> let's let's talk about Muppet Babies. <laughs> That closet, man, that that was scary to me. That damn closet of theirs. <laughs> you, had, you had night terrors from it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your for your contributions. <laughs> so next we have I have a, a few different sleep paralysis demons and one sort of sleep paralysis guardian angel. The demon ones are the usual shadowy figure standing over my standing over me or by my bedroom door the worst one was when i was lying on my side with my back to the door and it felt like some like someone got into bed behind me under the covers and and put their arm around my waist then it felt like they were cuddling into me and i could feel breath on my neck it felt like they cuddled me for about half an hour all this time, I'm trying not to show that I'm panicking because it feels like I'm getting cuddled by a skeleton with claws. It was only about the second, maybe third time I'd had sleep paralysis, so I nearly had a heart attack when this thing, uh, when this thing feels like it's moving closer to kiss me behind my ear. <laughs> Worst of all, it whispered, Not yet. You're not ready yet. I'll come back when you are. To me, it sounded disappointed and excited. It felt like it was silently telling me it meant that it was coming back when I was about to die. <laughs> oh, no. Then my like sleep nicer, paralysis... It's like a nicer siren head. <laughs> With no, no loud beeping <laughs> announcing the time you die. Or loud uh, classical music. My... My sleep paralysis guardian angel was a weird experience. I've been getting sleep paralysis on and off for around uh, oh, about 18 months by this point. Damn. So I could usually tell straight away what was uh, straight away when it was happening. At first, I thought it was the usual demon things beside my bed. <laughs> Those demon things. But when I looked properly, I realized I could clearly see a man kneeling next to my bed smiling at me. It wasn't a creepy smile. More like a parent coming in to check on their kid. He looked like he was dressed in a 50s-style suit and hat. He didn't say anything, although I got the sense he was letting me know everything was alright and he'd look after me. So, this gives us both spectrums of experience here. We got a, a sleep demon just inviting itself into bed, so... What the hell is that, Angel? It's a lonely sleep demon. <laughs> You don't know loneliness until that ex you have that experience. 
that's i mean it sounds you know the i'm hearing the stories and i'm like yeah that sounds creepy like if that happened to me i'd probably be a little worried that much detail like yeah Eesh. then we got the like the smiling 1950s businessman that just watching this person sleep riddle me this angel uh, would it not be a wise tactic for the sleep demon to pose as the guardian angel in a hat to make that person feel better, to feel safe, then then strike when they least expect it with their skeleton claws and uh, cuddling? I feel, I feel. Please these, respond. <laughs> I feel in these kinds of stories, uh, in in all sleep paralysis stories, I I think. Thank you. The. <laughs> I think the uh, the I think in these kinds of stories that that the sleep demon always like induces some sort of a sense of dread, so I think it would be I feel like they can't control it like it would be impossible for a, a malicious sleep demon to make you feel comfortable and then be mm-hmm. like ah, I tricked you yeah like it's not in their nature to even have that be done yeah. So the uh, the next one we have, our third story. I've had three sleep paralysis events in my life. I saw a cat-sized shadow creature at the base of my bed, and it slowly crawled up onto my sheets and finally up to my chest. It felt uncomfortable. That's all they stayed about it. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable situation. Another time I saw a shadow man walking around my room, disappearing behind my open door. Ooh. This was the scariest one I've had so far. This one was the best. I saw a couple of surreal-looking penguins walking around my bedroom. It was amusing and funny. So this one just dropped some absolute bombs onto us, Angel. Cat-sized sleep demons and ones that look like penguins. Are are these worse than the normal humanoid ones? I mean, the penguin one sounded fun. Even the guy seemed to enjoy it. Do you start like questioning your sanity, though, <laughs> at that point? I think if you're not seeing them when you're wide awake, I think you're good. <laughs> uh-huh. The uh, the old Bud Light penguins. Oh God! Is it doobie doobie? <laughs> <laughs> Advertisement from twenty uh, thirty five years ago. I don't know twenty five years ago, and it was effective. <laughs> good thing I still have a sharp mind in my advanced age. <laughs> I know. Think how much Bud Light you've had. <laughs> I had to switch to, to the light kind. In your old age, you can't take the heavy stuff. The heavy Budweiser. <laughs> Thank you. So, I think that was it. Next, <laughs> we have... <laughs> Get it together, Angel. My mom once told me that, <laughs> that when she was younger... Her room lit up and a couple of men dressed in white and gold were sitting at the foot of her bed playing music. One had a guitar. <laughs> One had a guitar and the other some kind some kind of wind instrument. They they didn't know, just some kind of wind instrument. A flute, a piccolo, who knows. <laughs> My mom said she felt such joy and peace that she didn't want them to ever go. But when she finally managed to move her head, she heard one say to the other, She is waking up. It's time for us to go. Then she vanished. Or then, not she, then they vanished. (laughs) 
The sleep demon quartet is out there, Angel, just waiting to serenade you into your sleep or to serenade you awake. Did you ever expect to see a story about ones that play music? No, and I uh, I greatly appreciate it, but I'm also kind of mad because why haven't they visited me? I like music. What's what's up with that? But discuss some musical theory. On a on a side note, you said that the men were dressed in white and gold, but was it really white and gold or was it black and blue? <laughs> oh no, they had the dress on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real question. Uh, please respond. Thank you. So, does this mean sleep demons have hobbies? I feel as though the sleep demons that we keep hearing about, they 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 have the same characteristics as maybe angels or like lesser gods of older cultures religions where you know this one is known for its music and this one's known for its Mm -hmm. agriculture kind of thing like dionysus over here just chugging his wine (laughs) he's sitting at the end of my bed (laughs) having a party someone's playing a pan flute it's it's wild out here (laughs) on top of that though is there a like a sleep demon economy that allows them to purchase instruments? How how does this occur? I think either they have to ride the ghost train or they have to build their own <laughs> sleep <laughs> demon train for themselves. They gotta work in the ghost mines, <laughs> getting that ghost coal. Yeah, the ghosts don't like them though; they don't get along. <laughs> They're like scabs come in and do the work. <laughs> yeah. They're like those sleep demons are here again. <laughs> All they want to do is get instruments. <laughs> they get paid in, in, in sleep demon instruments. This is so goddamn stupid. <laughs> Here is a, here's another. Oh, boy. I read these first few words and it gave me pause. <laughs> There's a gigantic Egyptian scarab looking over me and telling me it can't wait to taste my rotted flesh. It will then go on to describe all the ways it would eat me. Think like Forrest Gump and the Shrimp. And then it (laughs) turns... It did a movie reference. And then it turns into several hundred thousand smaller versions of scarabs and buzz away into the cracks in the walls. (laughs) Why do they have so many cracks in their walls? The buzzing is very loud, they state. So I I did enjoy the imagery of this one. Firstly, I've never even thought or imagined of a scarab talking before, so that was fun. Why do you think there's like so much variation in the appearance of sleep demons? Uh, Please respond. Let's, let's let's just be real. That they vary in appearance because this is basically your dreams still active while you, I guess, become conscious of them. Have you ever dreamed of a of a talking scarab? I don't think I've ever dreamed of a scarab at all. I've dreamed of a cat exploding into millions Explo- of pieces, and then they f- reform like the Terminator, uh, the T one thousand. Terminator had a huge effect on your <laughs> on your younger self. I think. I mean, you were that what? Was last week? <laughs> you were like forty years old, I think, when that movie came out. <laughs> forty. This is our, thankfully, this is our last sleep demon experience from a person. I'd, I'd woken up in my dorm room. It was a, <laughs> it was a stormy night, around four in the morning, and still quite dark. Though there was a yellowish orange light 
from a street lamp outside. The window at the foot of my bed had been left cracked open and was banging in the wind. I got up to shut it and stumbled back to bed, lying on my right side facing the wall with my eyes closed, like one would do when they sleep. (laughs) That wasn't there. It began with tactile hallucinations. I felt as if a pair of slightly clammy hands with thick fingers were gently stroking my face, in particular my lips, eyes, and ears, and prodding at my mouth. Eventually, this gave way to prickling pins and needles all over my body, and I felt very cold and and buzzing, and it was as if I was electrified or covered in static shocks. At the same time, a heavy ringing began in my ears, very loud and in an even tone. It was at this point I got the sensation that there was someone else in the room very close to me. I was able to open my eyes and I felt this this weight pressing down on the left side of my ribs and shoulder. The light from the street was blocked by shadow and I realized the shadow had a solid form. A squat creature with cat-like features and claws though humanoid and compact. It was about three or four feet tall, sitting on top of me. It had pointed ears and pale yellow eyes with no pupils. I couldn't distinguish its face beyond the outline and its glowing eyes. I knew it was a demonic force of some sort, and I tried to scream. I felt the air leaving my throat, but only heard a faint whimper. I don't know how long this lasted, but eventually the, the apparition was gone, and I was able to move. I got up and turned on my bedside light and sat up until dawn. Interestingly enough, we get a repeat of the, this feline-like entity, but for whatever reason, the thing that creeped me out the most was the description of the, the clammy hands with thick fingers stroking my face. Thick fingers just sound nasty. What would be worse than thick fingers? Solid fingers. <laughs> With his lentils? <laughs> so the the thick fingers, they, I think they might have given me inspiration to, to drop in this moment a haiku about sleep demons. To better myself, really. Creatively. Creatively is really the word. <laughs> I would think it would go something like, the night is still dark. You can't move can't scream, can't shout. The demon is near. Impressive. Thank you. (laughs) Please respond. (laughs) So, over the seasons, we have, like, discussed artificial intelligence, and for the most part, I think I can speak for, for both of us here when I say that we both feel like Shania Twain here. It don't impress me much. We've, we've found some faults with, with artificial intelligence. We had some fun with the the meat shower episode with the Jack Steele AI generated script with cowboys and pig peoples and really very little to do with the meat sh- the meat shower which now that I think about it I don't think we ever talked about how little that had to do with the meat shower. <laughs> I think it mentioned the meat shower of 18 <laughs> It was like an event that happened already. <laughs> As it's happening, they're referencing the thing that's already happening. Thank you, AI. So I, I figured, come on now, let's 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 give the AI another shot. It is very much a a huge current event going on, specifically in entertainment, the entertainment world, with the Writers Guild strike 
And I don't know how many headlines I've seen discussing replacing writers with AI, and the whole thing just makes me just so, so excited for the future dystopian hell world where AI generates all of our art and people complete all the the mundane repetitive tasks like i can't wait for that to happen mm, I, yep. <laughs> so let's see how google's bard ai sleep demon story stands up against human experiences before it was chat gpt so that gener- that gave us jack Steele. let's see what bard gives us it goes on to say the night was dark and still the only sound was the gentle creaking of the floorboards as i walked down the hallway I was on my way to bed, but I couldn't help but feel uneasy. There was something in the air, something sinister. I reached my bedroom door and turned the knob. The door creaked open, and I stepped inside. The room was dark, but I could make out the outline of my bed. I walked over to the bed and sat down. (laughs) Bed, bed. I, I closed my eyes and tried to relax. I took a deep breath and let it out slowly. I was just about to fall asleep when I heard it. A noise. It was a soft noise, like a whisper. I opened my eyes and and looked around the room. There was nothing there. I closed my eyes again and tried to ignore the noise, but it was no use. The noise was getting louder. I opened my eyes and, and looked around the room again. This time, I saw something. It was a figure. There's a pattern here. <laughs> pattern of writing the figure was standing in the corner of the room it was tall and thin and it was wearing a black cloak i couldn't see its face but i knew it was watching me i froze i was too scared to move the figure took a step towards me i wanted to scream but i couldn't i was too afraid the figure took another step towards me i was trapped i didn't know what to do the figure reached its hand out and touched my face i felt a cold chill run down my spine the figure smiled its teeth were sharp and pointed i screamed the figure laughed it was a horrible twisted laugh almost its true laugh i I tried to run but i couldn't move the figure leaned in close and whispered into my ear i am the sleep demon it said and I am here to take you to hell. <laughs> I closed my eyes and, and waited for it to end. But the end never came. Instead, I felt the figure's hand leave my face. I opened my eyes and I looked around the room. The figure was gone. I was alone. I got up from bed and walked over to the window. I looked, uh, I looked out at the night sky. The stars were shining. The moon was full. I took a deep breath and let it out slowly. I was safe. For now. I knew the sleep demon would be back, and next time I would not be so lucky. Angel, you're in the hot seat here. How did Bard do telling a sleep demon story? It's pretty generic, I guess. (laughs) It it was a story. (laughs) I I am I am the sleep demon. I say it with me. I am the sleep demon. I know I this am is, the sleep. <laughs> I am the sleep demon. <laughs> I know this is difficult a, a difficult thing to ask, but is there anything that you could think of that would be 
would have been more horrifying than than that absolutely bone-chilling line, I am the sleep demon. Please respond. I don't know. Maybe I am the walrus. Cuckoo, could you? <laughs> I am the sleep demon. It it, it, I, it pronounces if, itself as if, the sleep demon. If you haven't figured it out, I am the sleep demon. <laughs> Do you like my cloak? <laughs> my like black cloak? <laughs> like Nosferatu hiding behind a, <laughs> his arm? Bard, you're okay, I guess. <laughs> If AI, if people started using AI to write stories and screenplays, like the world would be so much more bland. It's a hot take, I know, but people, th- this is not a good thing. This is not a good solution to anything. No, I've I, I was recently in uh, reading a conversation where some guy was talking about how AI art generated art is needs to be embraced because it could do so much. It's like they Why? don't really. It's like they don't realize that art is being generated because people, I've people's arts, art. <laughs> people's art is being used. And what they don't realize is if you use, let's say, if everyone just adopted AI, right? Everyone just stopped making art. In thirty years, the AI art will look exactly the same. Like nothing mm-hmm. will change. Yeah, it's like you need people to keep making uh, innovative art pieces. And if you're just going to do that and then keep feeding it to an AI machine, like, what's the point? You know, like, just just keep letting people do the thing then. That's what people do. <laughs> Anything else that you wanted to add to sleep demons? Before uh, we get into the rubric of power, please respond. Thank you. <laughs> please respond. <laughs> Wait, why are you responding? Please respond. The only thing I'm going to add is that there is a news article that came out recently. Um, the 18th, Save this for a news episode. The 18th of May. Well, I mean, where, where are we? <laughs> oh, this is just a few days ago. As of this recording. <laughs> As of this recording, uh, the 18th of May. So today's the 20th. Okay. So this uh, Exemplar website has headlines as... <laughs> Exemplar? Exemplar, yeah. <laughs> like a... Bunch of robots that join together and form a bigger maybe, robot. Maybe I mean it has a bunch of news articles there's, that there's together. Ta- there's tags here of dreams, astrology, the paranormal, and UFOs and aliens. So that should give you an idea of what this website is all about. The headline for this article is "Woman Woman claims she was tormented by spirit while trying to sleep." It's like the lady with the reptile person that showed up. Yeah, do you remember that news article? Barely, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Like all these kinds of websites, it's it's usually a, a TikTok video, and then they just summarize. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'll just, uh, I'll just read the, the shakes. I'll just read the relevant part. It says, in this video, a visibly terrified lady is asking for help as she feels that a ghost is haunting her every time she falls asleep. Most recently, this included waking to the sensation of something tugging on her leg. The sleep demon stuff. I've, I think it's interesting because it's like even to this day with with all of the Western world uh, science, rationality and all that stuff, we still have people coming up with stories about something that could very well be sleep paralysis. I hope that article had at least three Twitter quotes to help explain the situation. 
Uh, no, it did not. It yeah. actually went into like science and stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, X." <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. You said. <laughs> Who needs this, science? This is above my third grade reading level. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a doctorate in other things, not reading. <laughs> in beatboxing, <laughs> drop some. <laughs> it literally says doctorate in other things. <laughs> And you gave it yourself. Yep. Printed it on my Canon printer. Your inkjet printer? My inkjet. With the Matrix, the Matrix paper. Dot Matrix. Dot, dot Matrix. I'm running out of time. So, I, I mean, I got to talk to my sleep demon before, before I forget. <laughs> I also forget what I was supposed to do for this goal. Besides talk to it and... And I think I'm asking, I think I'm, I'm going to focus here and say, sleep demon, listen to me. Why? Why? Please respond. Why are you responding? Why are you haunting me? Sleep demon, please respond. I'm going to focus on this, the answer that I'm receiving. I can see it in my mind. It's in it's black font on white paper. It's just a few words. It says to me, remove your own obstacles. Thank you, sleep demon. I will. <laughs> that sleep demon, he says, I'm going to haunt you, but you got to figure out a way to remove me. <laughs> My own obstacle. Is he an obstacle or is he uh, an answer? The book of answers that I have here did not answer that. <laughs> the book of answers makes more questions. <laughs> that is amazing. We'll, we'll try it one more time. Maybe maybe the connection was fuzzy. Oh, <laughs> this one this one says, "Don't doubt it." <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't doubt the connection. Remove my obstacles. You know that's a good thing from our goals. Remove our obstacles. Yes. What a what a great way, a great model to live by. Really, I'm gonna get it. Tattooed on my chest. <laughs> Big Times Roman numeral. Or time, Times Roman font. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, windings. So how about the, the rubric of power, Angel? Please respond. Give me everything. <laughs> okay. Based on what we've learned about the sleep demons, powers. <laughs> I don't really know. I guess, I mean, I know. The... They probably, if if we if we're to assume that the sleep demon is an actual entity, I will assume also assume that it has the ability to keep you in paralysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but it was a, it was a a constant in all those stories we we saw, even the AI story. That that being said, that's basically all it does. It doesn't harm you. It, mm-hmm. I guess you get a sense of dread, but we also have uh, we've heard stories where there's another one that made the person feel safe, and then there's mm-hmm. penguins. That was just the band. Remember the band? I pictured the, the musical, him as a I pictured him as a mariachi band, <laughs> wearing white and gold, mm-hmm. or blue and black. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they um. So they really don't present, I mean, some. it turns out that some of them induce some sort of dread. Others comfort and entertainment and, and pleasantness. So I think the only 
real attributable thing we can give them is the paralysis part. I think those that can give you a sense of dread are, are pretty powerful in that. In that, but even still, it doesn't harm you. So I they gave don't, the, they don't I, even have a putrid fog. <laughs> no putrid fogs. So I gave their powers a a two point zero five. Whoa, that's actually higher than I expected because <laughs> I found the powers horribly lacking, horribly. Horribly <laughs> lacking. If the if the demon is responsible for the paralysis, the the only other thing that it really does is instill fear, and then they leave. They just it's yep. like this <laughs> is like the most. It's just a prank bro entity that we have ever looked at. They just <laughs> they scare you and leave. Sidebar: I just saw a video of a, this prank where this guy um was pouring fake gasoline on people's cars. And then he would strike a match to make it look like he was going to light their car on fire. But it was just uh, water in the gas tank. And the guy that he did it to was an older man. And he pulled out a gun. Oh, God. <laughs> and, he's, and then the guy ran away. But it's like, <laughs> come on. These freaking pranks have to end. The problem with those pranks is that they're not even, like, clever anymore. No. They're it's just, just it's stupid just how, and dangerous. How close can I get to, to getting to my... To dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the views, for the clicks, <laughs> yep. for the engagement. So this this may be a, a harsh one, but I went with a low score. I even Angel contemplated giving a, a zero in powers, Ooh. Ooh. but I I went with my better judgment. I spoke with my sleep demon, <laughs> gave me an answer. I went with a zero point eight five. Yikes. <laughs> How about the uh, detectability of sleep demons? Since I... What? Good luck ranking it. <laughs> Please respond. Thank you. Huh? <laughs> Since I heard your, your score now, I don't know what you're going to do with detectability, but I, I gave it what I felt is a reasonable detectability. I mean, if you experience sleep paralysis, you're high chance you're going to see something. So already it's been detected. So I I was going to give it a 1, but because of my experience of not seeing anything, I had to give raise it up <laughs> to a 1.5. Mhm. I just think like you're you're finding this entity by wait for it waking up. <laughs> It's a tough one. So research suggests around 40% of the population can can get sleep paralysis, which in turn, you know, opens up people to the sleep demon encounter. But then the whole point really is that you you see or experience the sleep demon. That's the whole reason you're seeing it. So this is one of those entities that I think its nature of existence gives it a low score for this category. Uh, so I, I landed scientifically upon a 1.33 Ooh, not too far off mm-hmm how about the the lore of sleep demons so this is this is where where it takes off i think the sleep demons it looks according to the wiki basically every culture in the world has some sort of uh mm-hmm. sleep demon story or entity behind it and I just think that's absolutely fascinating that 
every experience of sleep paralysis has led to somebody just seeing something and having that thing be some sort of entity or creature. And it's always like there's always stories behind it. And who knows how how deep these the, the lore goes in these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a four. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I found the, the, the of all places, the sleep foundation dot org. It's. Angel, it's it's straight spitting fire about cultural depictions of sleep demons. It's instance I never would have expected. <laughs> they drop the name Lalitu, who is according to them one of the earliest sleep demons ever recorded, in the form of uh, an early concept of the succubus, like you mentioned earlier, going all the way back to over four thousand years. They describe the the Agrog, an old hag figure in Newfoundland. There's the Pesadiera in Brazilian folklore, who is an old woman who waits upon the top of roofs and then will walk on your chest as you sleep. There is the uh, Kanashibari in Japan. Jinn in the Middle East are associated with sleep, sleep paralysis. Uh, the Albanians have Makthi, the, the spirit with a golden fez, who, if you can take his hat, he will grant you a wish. What? <laughs> All over the world, there is like representation of sleep demons. Like it's actually kind of neat. So I landed for lore three point five one. Jeez, I think one of these days we need to do like uh, uh, how we determine our scores. <laughs> uh, scientific method. Scientific. I, I, I break out the scientific method. Lots of lots of math and statistics. Mm-hmm. How about then the cunning and intelligence of sleep demons? <laughs> we should do like an ASMR episode. Please respond. The intelligence and the cunning. Your your true laugh comes out there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just move your chair against the wood floor? <laughs> no. Um, so the, the, the cunning and intelligence. So you know how I feel about humanoid entities. However, <laughs> this is a special case because we know we we've heard, we've experienced that these entities are not always humanoid. They can be shaped like a cat. Penguin? They can be. They can be shaped like freedom. They can be <laughs> shaped like. You're like happiness, like happiness. It's, it's, or a band, <laughs> or a group of people. Right. That being said, they don't. At least, there's no reason for the ones that are like that give you sense of dread. Like, what's the purpose? They they don't do anything. I don't think there's any plan behind it other than ooh, scary. So I just. Yeah. It's like, look what I can do. And <laughs> they scare you. Yeah, I give it a one. I'm right there with you. Some can talk, so that's fun. But their entire like their game plan of, of just scaring people and freezing them in place, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like maybe lore wise, they feed on the fear to stay alive. I don't know. They they just they don't have a point in existing, so as far as I can tell. But then on the flip side they play music. They had a woodland instrument, an undisclosed, unidentified woodland instrument they played. That means its fingers had to move on holes. 
Uh, so that makes it kind of tough. So for intelligence, actually, I landed at a 2.66. And then finally, impact on pop culture. Because this is a, a well-known phenomenon throughout the world, I think it's almost like, uh, I want to say it's mundane, but the fact is that it's a very popular topic to talk about on the internet. Mm -hmm. So I guess it isn't that mundane. There's been, I mean, succubuses and incubuses are, are, are have taken off in, in lots Wherever, of, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, games and and uh, movies. Movies. Uh, we I have, think there's a whole, like, Tales from the Crypt movie basically <laughs> yes that's right um there's um there's an episode of the x-files about kind of a succubus slash uh sleep demon avatar if you guys want to check that one out uh, the m night Shyamalan movie no that's the name of the episode of the x-files oh. <laughs> it's it's a four it's a four yeah like there are so many movies that have sleep paralysis and sleep demons as part of the story. It's, it's it's quite impressive. I think it's effective because sleeping is is like one of our most vulnerable states of being. Uh, so to have something watching and praying upon us as we sleep, it's an easy and and relatable feeling to portray in a story to uh, instill fear in the viewer or listener. So it's it's a good trope to to put in a story i'm trying to think of maybe the last thing that i saw with a sleep demon or adjacent is not haunting if you saw uh i can't think of what the title of it is haunting on hill house but like the sequel to it on netflix i can't remember the haunting of something blind um, manner yes Blythe yep manner. with the bent neck lady yeah she's in essence a sleep demon so i think that's the most recent thing i've seen with one and that wasn't too long ago so, impact on pop culture, I give it a 3.12. Wow. So, where did you land for your total? 12.55. Wow. Oh, I had a 11.47. That gives us a combined score of, not that, that's what it totals to. A, a, that gives us a score on this episode for Sleep Demons, a total of 12.5. Zero one. Whoa! All my all my random numbers there helped it bump it to a zero <laughs> point zero one. Sure did. It sits right beneath the Voynich manuscript. Wow! Can't believe it. <laughs> well, believe it <laughs> because because it happened. Because guess what? <laughs> guess what? Indeed. Because because. Sleep demons, <laughs> you've just been cracked. What was that? I don't know how if it came through or not, but it was a a whip sound Did you app. Close the door. I think there's different options here. Let me see. I just downloaded it right now. So oh god, and there's ads. This is nonsense. I should have played an ad halfway through the sound. It's ads for making a whip crack sound. How stupid is that? I could just find one on, on, on YouTube, I bet. Oh, that one got some lasso whirl in it. They got one titled Indie Whip. Let's see. Cool. That's a strong whip. That is powerful. There's some Ford arms behind that. There's a what is a tennis whip? 
<laughs> That's just a tennis racket. <laughs> anyway, so many different sounds. So useless. That's gone from my phone forever. So that's the first and last time you're going to hear a whip crack sound. <laughs> it keeps the sleep demons away. It sure does. But you know what doesn't? <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Matt. Please respond. <laughs> Please respond. You, you know what I hate the most? <laughs> yeah. Don't answer that. <laughs> Your true laugh. <laughs> Yes, I'm trying to eliminate it from my body vocabulary. I don't know if that's the word for it, but no. (laughs) What what I hate the most is when I am enjoying a video on a certain video streaming website or a podcast that I enjoy. I hate that I'm enjoying it and then... I you hate you're enjoying it. No, no, no. I'm, I, I hate the fact that I, I'm done listening to the episode. I go off and do my thing. I forget about it. A week later comes by. I'm like, oh, wait, I remembered this thing I used to do. And I look it up and I see five, ten new episodes have been released. I'm like, oh, my God, why did I miss all this? And it's because I forgot to subscribe. It's oh. because I forgot to to sign up to to follow the, the thing I'm listening to. So I feel that maybe our curiosities have that same problem. <laughs> maybe. It happens. Yeah. We're, we're dropping episodes erratically and you'll never know when they come out. So you, the best way to find out is by subscribing to us on your preferred podcast uh, streaming platform. We're on most of them. And the other thing that I hate is like, you know, again, I'm watching a video on a streaming site and then I forget. I I, I stop watching. I forget. And I'm like, I had an idea. I had a comment. And I'm like, oh, no. What was the name of that channel? But since I subscribed, I'm like, now I got to find the video again. But now I can comment on it. And there are some. Did you know that there are some channels on that? streaming site that you can't comment on until you actually subscribe to them so it's like hey if you want to message the guys you're listening to best way to do it is maybe start following them on the hell site known as twitter just to send a message at cracking curios because believe me the last time i was on twitter i saw a lot of stuff i did not like (laughs) and so i'm just uh uh, it's like a driving by now. It's like a just load it up, read the first two tweets. And I'm like, all right, I'm done with that. <clears throat> but you know which one I don't uh, do that with? Instagram. Because we're on that one too, at Cracking Cryptids. And that one, you can actually slow down and, and enjoy yeah. the... Uh, Pump the brakes. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Enjoy the the views that are presented to you. All the images. There's uh we have pictures up of our of our uh, mascots, uh, uh, Biggie and, and Mothman. I don't have a name for that one. <laughs> Tupac. Tupac. <laughs> and um, eventually, you might see Biggie and Tupac going on adventures, <laughs> searching for real life cryptids. And by that, I mean there's just gonna be. Pictures of them out in the field or in the forest somewhere, you know. So you got to be on the lookout for that. And you can't see that unless you follow us on the Instagram. If you want to send us support or love or whatever, 
you don't want to do it on Twitter. You don't want to do it on Instagram. We still subscribe to that old-fashioned technology known as electronic mail. I hear the kids calling it email these days. <laughs> you could send us. Uh, you can shoot us a, a message on the World Wide Web by sending it to our address, <laughs> cracking cryptids and curios. That's awful mm -hmm. words. Complete words. No no shortcuts. Yeah. Cracking cryptids and curios at gmail.com. Just get on the super information highway. Super information, <laughs> super highway. information highway. Man, we had a lot of terms for the internet back in the 90s. Back when I was just a mere 35 years <laughs> I old. Know. <laughs> That's not correct. It was closer to 47. <laughs> Wait, so I was older in the 90s than I was in the 2000s? Time's not linear. <laughs> You're absolutely right. As for the final sign-off, I have just a few words to say. As always, sweet dreams. This has been an I am actually traveling back into time production. Was this all a dream and I wet the bed? Ooh.